This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks. Coming your way, one to three. What up, V? How you doing back there? I saw a big smile on your face right there. That song really does just hit different after the Eagles win. It does. It really does. Like, after the first three weeks of playing that, and it's a great song, but, you know, even this whole week, I think people have been more optimistic about the team, at least as optimistic as you can be about a one, two, and one team. And then you hear that. It's just beautiful. I'm excited to be here for two hours and talk about the Eagles. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Which is not something I would have said. You know, I always love coming in, but this team has not been super exciting to talk no, about they at times. Have, they have not given us a lot to be excited no. about, have they, so far? Well, but I look, know you're feeling good about them. I am feeling. Um, look, so this is one of those things where, one of those weird things, and I, I we'll find out today if I'm talking myself into it or what, but... If you had asked me, uh, you know, exactly a week ago at this time, we're doing this radio show here talking about a Sunday night game against the Niners. If I thought they had any chance to beat Pittsburgh the week after, I would have said absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh is a way better team. But, of course, they go into San Francisco. They win. They play a gutsy, tough football game. Find a way to come out there with a win. Obviously, a little closer than than we would have wanted. But they find a way to win. And as as the week has gone on, and not just what's happened with the Eagles, but also what's going on with the Steelers and everything I'm hearing out of there and Ben Roethlisberger doing his whole crybaby thing and all that. I'm starting to believe, Elliot. I'm starting to believe that the Eagles have a real chance to win this game tomorrow. That's so where it, I'm at To right me, now. it seems like you're talking yourself into the team on a larger scale, maybe not just this Sunday. Am I right about that? Is that how much I, I that win changed I, I don't know if I, I want to go that far. I'm not quite at not that Not Super Bowl point, James yes. is back no, yet. No, 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 no. No, no, no. So here, here's what I would say about that win. I, I let's stri- f- you know, focus on tomorrow yes, for now. Speak- one, one game at a time. Win the day. Right. Elliot. So speaking of the game tomorrow, I think you're talking yourself into it. And look, I think that performance against the 49ers was impressive. 
it, to me, it showed that this team has fight in them. And we didn't see that the first three weeks. We definitely didn't see it against Cincinnati, against Los Angeles. Like, there were times to wonder, does this team have it in them to fight anymore? You saw in San Francisco they still have that. And last week when we were in the studio talking about the San Francisco game, I predicted they'd get blown out. So I'm not going to sit here and say they have no chance to win this game. But I think when you look at it realistically – they have almost no chance to win this game. <laughs> the Steelers... You set us up there, huh? The Steelers are a very good team. Like, And I get that you know, no one picked the Eagles to win last week, and they were underdogs, and they're going to be underdogs again this week. I think they're seven-point dogs right now they on Parks Casino. Seven-point so, dogs. Not great, but Cicino. there's a reason you're an underdog. Like, Look, wearing the masks in 2017 was fun. They won the Super Bowl that way. It was great, right? I'll always have fun looking back on those memories. It's not fun being an underdog anymore. There's a, the reason this team is an underdog is because they're not very good. And you know what the Steelers are? The Steelers are very good. And I know one of the reasons you've talked yourself into it is saying, you know, the Steelers haven't beat anybody. They and they're, they're coming off a weird week yes. and all that. Yes. And I get that. Yes. But at the end of the day, they have the better quarterback. They have arguably the better head coach. They have better weapons. And I really think the matchups in this game are tough. So going into the game tomorrow – I think it could be competitive. I think the Eagles will fight. I, the Eagles also have a chance to change my mind. If they win this game tomorrow, it really changes the outlook on the season. But I cannot pick them to win this game tomorrow. I just can't do it. I don't think they're better than the Steelers. I think they're going to Pittsburgh. The Steelers score points. The Eagles don't. It's just hard for me to find a reason to believe they have a chance to win. Yeah, and we said the same thing last week. We thought they'd get blown out in San Francisco. We thought it would find hard to find a way how this team can go out to San Francisco all beat up and win that game, and then they went to San Francisco and won that game. And you kind of poo-pooed some things that I don't think are poo-pooable, so to speak. Oh, I, I do, but go uh, back. Look, okay, so first and foremost, 1-11, the opponents of the Steelers this season, they've beaten the Texans, the Broncos, the Giants. The Giants, they played them really tough until the end. They ended up winning that game by 10 points, but it was close the majority mm -hmm. of the way. The Giants are a horrific football team. The Denver Broncos... Another horrific football team. They only beat them by five points. And then they beat a Texans team where they were losing a, a large portion of that football game. Come back to win. I know the Texans have played a tough schedule and all that. But they also just lost to the Vikings, who aren't very good either. Mm -hmm. uh, Pittsburgh's beat nobody. And not just yeah, that. But you they realize they're saying that about the Eagles. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm saying Pittsburgh's beaten nobody, and they've beaten them not in a super convincing way. It's not like they went out and handled these teams. I think the whole idea that Pittsburgh's this amazing football team is overrated like we don't know that like they have but some what, talent but but when you but, look at their roster where are the weak parts like that's my thing and I get what you're saying about the one in 11 that is a good point and look they still have to prove it they've only played three games they've been off for a while but when well, you look that at that's my biggest thing the okay. big, see my biggest argument is I think this whole layoff thing for the Steelers is absolutely a negative a hundred percent a negative Ben Roethlisberger's already come out and talked about how we what a, we got the short end of the stick. I'm going to have to ramp myself back up. This really sucks. All that stuff. That's the way they're talking. They lose out on their bye week. Football players are creatures of habit. These guys do the same exact thing every single day. All right, today's this day. We do this on this day. We stretch. We run, whatever. This day, install day. We install everybody. Like, that's what they do. And their whole habit, like their whole process has been thrown into upheaval unexpectedly where halfway through a week they find out their game's being postponed. They lose their bye week. It's like this off, on type of thing. I think they're going to come out sluggish. I think that presents an opportunity for this Philadelphia Eagles team to make up the gap between the fact that the Steelers are a better football team. But 
the Steelers come out sluggish, the Eagles have to be able to take advantage of that. And we have not seen over the last two years, really since 2017, this team come out quick. They are well, they not did a- in Washington. They just didn't kind of yeah, they, you know, they sustain it. They right. came I mean, they out scored, relatively But they still only scored 17 yeah. first half points. But okay, right. They, they came out quick against Washington. But regardless, they're not a team overall for the last two years that has come out quick. So even if the Steelers come out slow, do you have confidence that the Eagles are going to come out and take advantage of that? I just – I don't see that logic. And – Look, X's and O's wise, too, I think you're really overlooking how good the Steelers' pass rush is against an Eagles offensive line that's good, but is also now, like, there's tape out there on Jordan Mailata. There was not tape out there on Jordan Mailata this time last week. He's going to be going against, you know, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, like Cameron uh, Hayward on the inside. Like, they have very good pass rushers, and what they do, they strip the ball from the quarterback. You see them do that consistently. TJ Watt had eight forced fumbles last year. Bud Dupree, I think, has five total since the beginning of last year. They know how to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand. And what does Carson do more than almost any other quarterback in the league? He puts the ball on the ground. So, yes, they showed fight against San Francisco, but convincing yourself into this, I just – I don't see it. I, I I can't get there with you on it. I, I look. I want them to win. I want this team. to Doesn't be, sound right? like it, Elliot. I just got to be real. Like, look, it's funner to cover a team that's good. It just is. But when you look at the matchups going into tomorrow, I don't see it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Look, I get where you're coming from. I, I I will acknowledge that the Steelers are a more talented team. I, I think that's clear. Certainly, the the defensive front. If I'm going to pick the thing that scares me the most in this football game, it is our young, unproven offensive line going up against the guys you just mm-hmm. mentioned. I mean, T.J. Watt and Cameron Hayward are all pros, literal all pros. Bud Dupree is a terrific pass rusher. I mean, they are a fearsome Stephen Tuitt. Like, they're super talented up front. I get it. That is something that I'm certainly nervous about, but... The, again, like they went in and faced the San Francisco team, who also has a really good defense. Yeah, but they, I think we underestimated Nick Mullins. And look, I did that as Nick well. Nick Mullins was horrible. Yes, I thought Nick Mullins would be able to take advantage of him on defense, and he wasn't. And look, they they deserve credit for that too, right? The defensive line went into San Francisco and dominated, and that impacted Nick Mullins. Ben Roethlisberger is not Nick Mullins. He's just no, not. No, but he's also 38 years old. He's not like the Ben of old. I don't he's know, man. Still His quarterback f- rating is like 105. He has seven touchdowns, one interception. You've seen him play Three really good football. Three games against three horrible defenses. What are we talking about? It's not like he's playing good defenses yet. Let's see. Let's see what Ben can do. I Look, I will acknowledge, I'm, I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger stinks or anything like that. I'm just saying that, that we've seen Ben have bad games in his Older age. Like it's I mean, especially possible. against the Eagles, it feels like, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's true, too. That's true, too. Has he ever beaten the Eagles? I mean, he. I know they beat him in 2016. Didn't they? Last time they played. Well, oh, he beat them the Super in Bowl Pittsburgh. year. The 04. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. When that, when he's, I'm sure he's beaten them other times. I think yeah. they beat him in Pittsburgh before, too. But regardless, again, I, I think that, look, football is a game of execution. Football is a game where the lesser team absolutely can win if they go out want it more execute better yeah now i'm not saying we the eagles are a team that has made us feel incredibly confident that they're going to be the one who executes better on a sunday i'll acknowledge that but i definitely think that it's possible that they can go in and execute better than a steelers team that again is coming off this really weird week this really weird situation and hasn't proven to me that they're an elite team yet. Like, yes, they're more talented, but I don't think I coming into the season didn't think the Steelers were Chiefs, Ravens, like these top tier yeah. type of teams. So they're beatable. Yeah, they're beat they're they are beatable. 
for a team that can score. The Eagles can't score, right? I mean, the Steelers have scored over 26 points in each of their games. The Eagles haven't gotten there yet. Well, they scored 26, games. 26, and 28. Yeah, so well, there you go. Not, so that's you more than 26. Like, it's more know. than 26. Well, it's not technically. It's 26, 26 twice. 26, 26 or right. more, you could okay. say, All if right. you want to be specific. But regardless, it's not like 26 or 28 points is some, like, on otherworldly numbers. It is for again, the Eagles. I mean, again, they haven't gotten though, there. They haven't again, gotten against there. Against bad defenses, though. Like, you have to talk about who they're playing. They've played horrible teams. 1 and 11 is the record of these teams. They only put 26 points up on the Giants. Like, that's not great. Look, yes, your point about the opposing teams is good. But you have to remember, they're also saying that about the Eagles. Like, the, in Pittsburgh, they're saying right now, well, you know, the Eagles, like, even if they beat the Eagles this week, people are still saying that, well, people will still be saying they haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, well, I, I get it. I get it. Again, I, this, my argument for why the Eagles can win tomorrow is as much anti-Pittsburgh in this spot. Like, yes. the situation Pittsburgh is coming into this game You're with, putting a lot of emphasis into their week getting messed up. Absolutely, I am. I think that stuff matters. I think that stuff matters massively in the NFL. I think it's a really important Yeah, I thing. think they could come out slow. I agree with you. They could come out slow. And the key to the game is taking advantage of that if Absolutely. you're the Eagles. And obviously stopping the run, too. Because if you if you get ahead of them, then the Steelers have to throw. Now, the, the Steelers do have good receivers, which is somewhat worrisome. But, uh, yeah, obviously you have to take advantage of the beginning. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand with this game tomorrow? Which is a massive game. Like, to Elliot's point earlier, this game, if the Eagles win it, will completely change our outlook on this team. Whether they're good or bad or whatever – just in terms of being in this thing. Like, mm-hmm. if they can beat the Steelers, they're in this till the end. With the way the NFC East if, is, they're you, in it till the end. If you beat the Steelers and then you beat the Niners the week before, you come out of a three-game stretch with two wins and you only lose the Ravens potentially, I mean, that is a season-altering stretch. I mean, we thought after they lost or tied to the Bengals, they had three straight losses coming. They already have one win. They can, sorry, if they can go in there tomorrow and win – yeah, it, it absolutely changed the outlook on the season. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on this game? Are you with me? Do you think the Eagles are actually a little frisky tomorrow? Have a chance to go in there and surprise I will say, I love when you believe. It is, it's way more exciting when you're in here excited. I will say. Like, having been, you know, through training camp where the offensive line was looking bad. You know, every year you pick them to win the Super Bowl. I got no. my guy over here saying, you think they're going to be 9-7? and seven. Like, that's a buzzkill. So, regardless whether they win tomorrow or not, it is exciting to have excited James in the studio. 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we always do on a Saturday in Abington with Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, James. How we doing today? How you doing, pal? Stop fast. What up, man? I hope you enjoyed that Thursday night football S- game. Sp- I like hey, S. I, well, I re- reduced him to his simplest form, right? There you, go. <laughs> there you go. I say that with respect, Elliot. I, I give kudos to you, too. Thursday, you told me, hang in, yep. and Big Neck's going to pull it out in the end. You were right. He, he did. did. It was good to see, too. It was an exciting game, too. I know Thursday nights don't always bring that out, but that was definitely a, a little sloppy at times. Our boy Brady there, man, for getting Ooh. fourth down. For, he and didn't get, know it was fourth. That's crazy. And freaking he out on the sideline. They yep. had to, like, mute the audio because he was just dropping F-bombs. That was, that was great. <laughs> so let me hey, ask you this, Tom. Hey, are you ready? Really quick, Tom. Are you ready to say Nick Foles is special after watching that? Listen, man, I love Nick Foles. There's a common misconception that once supporters hate Nick Foles. We don't. I, you know, I love him, and I hate Tom Brady. It was it was a win-win. There you go. All right, well, that makes me happy. Go ahead. All right. Hey, Jimmy, real quick, thanks for the tickets from last night. I, mean, I had a blast. Oh, it's awesome. Tom won the uh, uh, tickets the on the show at the uh, Penner's Asylum. That's awesome. Yeah, That's it was fantastic. Wow, I've never done um, that. It looks very scary. 
It is. Yeah. It is. It's good <laughs> it looks, stuff. It looks very yeah, scary. Yeah, I've n- n- not been interested in that, but maybe I'll try it out. So I got a prediction uh, and a look-ahead question at the end. But real quick, I have a sort of breaking news exclusive. That's good. We're, we're, right. we're, I think it's more like ex- exclu- exclusive was how it went. I, I don't know how he butchers it, but, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy word. Yes. <laughs> so I think I've so- – well, I know I've solved one of the many, many, many mysteries of one Joe the oh, Hammer D. Camaro. Wow. Uh-huh. I can confirm the existence of one Amy, a.k.a. Joe's girlfriend. Ooh. I have seen proof. Uh, she's a beautiful gal, and that's all I'll say as to wow. not infringe on the Hammer's privacy. Look at this. Mm. It, it turns out she is real. She is real, yes. Wow. I can confirm. Wow. <laughs> we'll have to get to see if Joe knows. Does Joe know that? Uh, <laughs> does Joe uh, know does. you know this? Okay. I was right. asking, does Joe know she's real was where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> That's fantastic. So on the birds, um, tomorrow I, I think it's a close defensive battle. I think most people see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I see my elite franchise QB leading my team mm-hmm. down the field for a 27-yard Elliott field goal. They're going to win 24-21. There you go. Um, And then a look-ahead question, real quick. I'll I'll leave you guys with this. When the cockroaches come in, um, assuming they're healthy, I'd be interested to know who you guys would put big play against. It's a tough choice. I'd go with C.D. Lamb. Have a good weekend, fellers, and I'll keep listening. Tommy, a pleasure, my friend. Nice fellers at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, who would I put uh, Darius Slay on against Dallas? I so would whether still, it's Cooper or CeeDee Lamb I would still do asking. Amari. I would, too. I, I Look, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be a yeah. stud, and he's played very well. I think at this point Cooper's you want to— Cooper's still the guy. Yeah, you want to you wanna make CeeDee beat you first, right? I mean, but, we are t- coming off a week where Cooper had like 11 for 180. Yeah, I, I would still go Cooper. And hasn't he played well against Cooper? Darius Slay has in his yeah. career, yeah. So, so you feel confident well. in that match. Yeah, I think that's the move as well. I agree with Elliot. 215-592-9494. How do you feel about this game tomorrow? I'm I'm starting to come around. I never thought I would be here today at 120 telling you I think the Eagles have a real chance to win this game tomorrow. Elliot, less optimistic than I yeah. am. Well, I, we'll, we'll, see what, we'll see who you pick at the end. I yeah. mean, you're optimistic. We'll but... see where I go. Yeah, we'll 215592 Ninety-four, ninety-four. It's Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio WIP, and let me tell you guys: so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a, be- a blast. Legally betting on sports games makes the games way more fun. And like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino and Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. Your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. This Parks Sportsbook Casino app. Bet with the best. You can bet on any game this weekend. You can bet on the score at halftime, how many yards a quarterback will throw. If you're like me and you think that Philadelphia has a pretty good shot tomorrow, they're a seven-point underdog. That's too many points. Watch them win and make a little money on it. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Just go and download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. 
You're damn right we do hate Sidney Crosby. Well said. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming your way. E, what you got in there? A little bit of a roster movement prior to the game, which this team has to do every week, it feels like. Well, remember, like. real quick, flashback one week ago, this yes. exact time, Elliot was like, we got a little roster movement. One of those moves was Travis Fulgham being brought That's up right. to the roster. Right. So pay attention right now. So I'll read you a list of guys that are bringing it up. You tell me who's the hero on Sunday. So <laughs> they've signed uh, Graylin Arnold to the active roster. So didn't just promote him. They signed him to the roster. Okay, so that means he has to be on the roster for what, three weeks three or weeks, something yep. like that? Uh, and Graylin and Arnold then, is safety for those who don't know. They've, they've activated Quez Watkins, the, Wookie, the oh, rookie good. wide receiver. The Wookiee? Yeah, I know. Hanging out Star with Han, Wars, Han yeah. Solo. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? People used to tell me I looked like an Ewok growing up, speaking of Wookiees. I could see that a little bit. You see a little bit? A little bit. All right, bit. Um, all right so uh, Quez Watkins activated, so another receiver for him. Good. And then Craig James, the receiver, also activated. The cornerback. Yes, the cornerback, sorry. <laughs> the cornerback, sorry, I'm out of it. Um, and then they elevated two other players, tight end Jason Kroom, so still no Hakeem Butler from the uh, practice squad, mm-hmm. and then Elijah Riley, the safety. So. Okay. Added four players to the uh to the roster. Unbelievable for how how many roster gyrations they've had. And, to and do the crazy thing is, and look, obviously it's we're thankful that there's been no COVID issues with the Eagles, but all these rules were put in place to help teams that have COVID outbreaks. Eagles are just using these rules because they just get hurt all the time. Yeah, like they're yeah, making right. four or five moves each weekend. Like you would think, if I told you they were making four roster moves each Saturday before the year, you would be like. Oh man, so just probably <laughs> you know, but like it just hurt. They're just yeah. they're just getting injured. So at least they have some reinforcements coming in. And look, at least it's young guys too. I mean, we, I know you guys talked about it this week and the receiver position. Who do you want to play? Do you want the young guys? Do you want Deshaun or Alshon? At least these guys that are bringing up are young players getting reps. Like they'll be better for getting snaps tomorrow. I'm with you. I'm with you. I couldn't agree more. Two one five five nine two. 94-94. Having Craig James back helps. Look, they got rid of Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas partially because of how much they believed in Craig James. So. W- would you would you start Craig James at corner, or would you keep Jalen Mills there and keep playing Kayvon Wallace slash Marcus Epps? <sighs> I'd probably keep Jalen Mills. I think corner. I would, too. Yeah. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and talk to our good friend, BlackGritty.com. Yo, whoa. Baby mama, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Elliot, you've been ducking me on these calls on the weekends, but you need to come to your job. Bro. You I know, I know. Job. I take, I know. Well, I had to take the week off. I was like, I can't talk to Owen this weekend. I had to do it. <laughs> Told Spike. So, <laughs> nah, I'm excited that. to talk I, to you, man. I, I picked the 49, so I need you to do me a favor. All right. All right. All right. Say, I. I. Believe. I don't know if I want to keep doing this, but believe. In miracles. In miracles. Now, sing it. I believe in miracles. <laughs> I believe the Eagles are going to win. Okay. Just lie to me and make me feel better. I told you about Christmas, man. This is why people don't know that you don't love Christmas, brother. If you want to start how people believe you care about Christmas, you got to give us a little bit of hope. I, everything you said today is right. <laughs> All right. Well, everything you said today well, you is right. Okay. But I got to have a little hope. I got to have a little faith. And I got to believe in miracles. I got to believe they might get out. Hey, I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger throws 19 interceptions every once in a while. He has five interceptions a game. So I'm just hoping and praying and wishing. And I need you to get on board. Well, here, look, here, I'll, give you, I'll give you one positive. Tell me what you think. The Steelers' offensive line is good, don't get me wrong. But the Eagles probably have the best defensive line of football right now. And Ben Roethlisberger is not as mobile as he used to be. If you can collapse that pocket on them and you can stop their run, I think they're averaging 30 running attempts per uh, game so far this season. So if the Eagles' defensive line dominates like they did against San Francisco, that obviously changes the whole outlook of the game. Ben Roethlisberger is six months younger than me. 
I'm an old and man. You're old too, I'm an yeah. old man. He's and, old. And, 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 he, and, he, and people don't bring up how fragile he is. People keep saying Carson's injury prone. He's been. A, you missed the whole year last year. Well, okay, but, but, okay. Year last but to be year. fair, that was the first year of his like 17-year career where he hasn't played less than I think 13 games. So. No excuses, Elliot. Okay. He didn't play at all last year, right? Yeah, he's been good this year though. So, Owen, just, what's the score tomorrow? The score tomorrow is uh, uh, 19 to 17 Eagles. I mean, Love it. Don't score. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah, the Eagles don't score. Yeah, we don't score right now. So, I mean, I, unless one of these, they might as well put me out there wide receiver right now because I mean. I, I don't know if I can be a fridge or something and just catch it on the goal line, but it's a struggle. But I believe in miracles. Love y'all. <laughs> Love y'all. Thanks, brother. Better chance of catching a touchdown this year, Owen or Alshon Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why is Alshon here? Hey, man. Why wasn't he on the pup list? How about yeah. that? Can we well, that's another that? small roster move that, like, doesn't seem like a big deal at the time, but – you're basically going to miss him the first five weeks. I think the pup he would have missed the first six, seven, yes, correct. first six. six games he could have played week seven. So unless he plays next week, and honestly, even if he does, you you've burned a roster spot on him all year. All now, year. The counter would be he does get to practice. Now I've been to some of these practices. He's really not doing much, <laughs> but you know at least he's been able to practice. And it's not like they're super deep at you know at any position. So they didn't really need the roster spot, but. You, you take the Alshon Jeffrey not going on Pup, the Jalen Reger going on IR a week late, just all types of weird things with the roster that they've done recently mm, that uh, kind of knock that. Howie going to Howie. Yeah, well, howie I'm sure Mad Mike howie. in a little bit will yeah, be. Yeah, uh, we'll get to Mad yeah. Mike so he can rail on Howie. But first, let's go to Tennessee and talk to the feller himself. What up, Justin? What's happening, fellas? How you doing today? What up, man? I like the how, yin, how yin's doing. Yeah, that's that's good. a good one, too. <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't realize I'd be talking to Han and Chewy, the Wookiee. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Han and Chewy, that's my jam, y'all. Holy. <laughs> but, yeah, Han did shoot first, Elliot. I didn't know if you knew that or not, but Han shot first. I don't think he has any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Han, <laughs> Han Solo, I guess. I guarantee he don't have any idea. <laughs> Han Solo, I guess, he yeah. said. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, my score prediction, man, uh, Tom, Tom took it. That, that's what I said with uh, – with the boys yesterday, the only difference is I had Jake kicking the game-winning field goal, but I had him kicking a 55-yard field Whoa. goal to win it because Doug does not want to get to overtime. He ain't playing for a tie this week, y'all. I like it. Things are going to yeah, turn I do, around. I do think he's more telling. likely to take a deep field goal considering what happened. Yeah. That being he, said, the he, tie the tie might end up being the reason they <laughs> win the division. They're in first place right yeah. now because of the tie. I mean, we can right. say because that. Because of the tie. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was extremely upset when he played for the tie and everything, but, hey, we're in first because of it. My son yeah. don't I mean, you still could have gone for it. I told him nobody really does, but yeah. we're in first because of it. But one reason why I have faith is, like James said, the Steelers are kind of – they were in limbo for a week and everything. Our defensive line is coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Barnett, I'm telling y'all, don't sleep. I know it's only one game, but Barnett is still, like we said, all offseason. He's young. He's still learning. He's not had the consistency of a – Defensive line coach year in year. How many defensive yeah. line coaches have they point. had since he's been there? I think it I'm might be a new one almost every year. Yeah, just like the wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, it's as bad as wide receiver coaches, yep. guys. So don't sleep on my boy Barnett and Jason Croom, another Tennessee boy, got called up. Don't sleep on him. I know he's probably not going to do much tomorrow, but anyway, <laughs> hey, it's another Tennessee boy in Philly. I'm, there you go. I'm going to give a shout out. You got a big but, one today uh, against Georgia, huh? Yeah, we got a big one today, boys. I'm here to tell you. But, hey, we're going to beat them dirty dogs today. Vols win by three. Eagles win by three. It'll be a glorious weekend at the kids' house in Tennessee. 
Boys, I'm going to get out of here. Keep listening. Love you. It's me. Uh, you're the best, Josh. Right. Good man. looking out. Hey, man, I will say this. Derek Barnett had his best game in an Eagles uniform yeah. last Look, year. Look, he's been good Against a good year. tackle, too. Yeah. I mean, he's Trent Williams He's just been good this good. year. Like, yeah. he's flashed. He's been involved. I think that, you know, him, Josh Sweat, you know, we expected Malik Jackson to play well. He's played really well. We expect Javon Hargrave to play well once he he's got improved. going. Yeah. yeah, but, like, I think the, the getting Sweat and Brandon Graham to play well, but getting Sweat and Barnett, you get productions from those guys, that's what could take this from a good D-line to a great D-line. Look, when Jadavion Clowney was available and the Eagles passed, the reason they did it was because of financial, but also Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat. Now, the Titans season's been a bit of a mess, as we all know, but Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat have better numbers than Jadavion Clowney do this, does this year. So I, I think that... When you looked at the defensive line, you said you knew what you were going to get from the interior. You, you, you felt good about that. You know what Brandon Graham is. It really came down to Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat. And it's early, but they are showing signs of being both very good young defensive ends. And I think we've both been on the same page with Derek Barnett in terms of saying, like, he's not showing it, right? He has not looked the part of a top 15 pick. Frankly, not even at times the part, the part of a starting defensive end. But things change quickly. We saw it with Brandon Graham. If he can get consistent snaps, stay on the field, I thought it was a good point by Justin about his defensive end, uh, defensive line coach, things can change. And you are seeing him play really good football this year. 215-592-9494. You teased it before, Elliot. Let's make it happen. The man who is always mad in King of Prussia. What up, Mad Mike? Hey, before we get started, Mad, Mike, Mad Mike's mother uh, was a student nurse at Pennhurst a long time uh, ago. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, she said that? it was really depressing. Is that why place. you're so mad? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Howie uh, Roseman's why he's so no, mad. But uh, here's a here's the thing. First of all, I've really blanched at this whole Derek Barnett thing. Like he stinks. Like okay. I'm sorry, two games does not save a garbage pick. Uh, well, look, like, I agree that it's not enough yet, but yeah. but you but will acknowledge yet that yeah. in the NFL, I mean, you do see guys. It takes but time sometimes for I them to figure wanna, it out. I don't want to give him a big contract extension after this year just because he had one like uh, flash I agree, in the pan. I agree with you. I agree. I and, think that's uh, fair. At, at this point, I'm not having him back next year. But here's the thing, guys. Like, I I don't see the point right now. Like everybody's like super thrilled. We're in first place. Like, all right. So say we are in a, a garbage division, which we're in, and we somehow leak oil and limp into the playoffs, and then we get smacked around by a good team that actually deserves to be in the playoffs. Next year, we're going to be even worse because our salary cap is, is complete hell. And that's all Howie Roseman. So right now we have no talent on the field, like none, if we're really uh, – objectionably well, honest. But Mike, Mike, let, let, me, let me push back on something really quick. So I agree that getting into the playoffs at 7-9 and nine is not an accomplishment to write home about. But, but, yeah, but, but, here, but, here, but, but hold on really quick. But what is important is if Carson Wentz is still your quarterback in the future, getting him playoff snaps, even if it comes in a loss, is still a big deal. Like if this season ends with Carson completing a playoff game, you can argue they've taken a step forward because now your franchise quarterback has playoff experience, which he did not get in his first four years. Well, let me argue this point. The Eagles never look themselves in the mirror. They, they don't. They don't own a mirror. They're not honest with themselves. So the fact that they're going to limp into the playoffs possibly again this year, they're going to just say, well, we keep making the playoffs. There's no need to change. And I need them to really get blindsided and have to really look in the mirror and say, we need to change. And I think that's a fair get, point. And, that, and that's why, like, I don't care. Like, the last couple of years of, like, limping into the playoffs and doing this means nothing to me because they haven't drafted well. 
They're in salary cap hell, and we're just going to keep doing the same nonsense, and we're going to just waste all of Carson Wentz's career, and we're, he's not going to have any talent around him. And then we're just but, – but, but we made the playoffs. Well, I don't care. I need you guys to realize that you're screwing up, and I need everybody to realize Howie Rosen's screwing up, and we need change for this team. Mike, great call. And, look, I – I can under, I'm not where he is with the Eagles now, but I, I understand it. I mean, that's absolutely where I was with the Phillies. I said on this radio station, I did not want them to make the playoffs. I wanted Matt Klintag gone. Whatever it took to get Matt Klintag gone to realize that this what they're doing was not okay, I was all yeah, for but the, it. But the difference, I'm not there yet with the Eagles. I'm just saying I can, I can at least understand his point is what I'm trying to say. Right, but the difference is between the Phillies and the Eagles is Carson Wentz. Right, I mean the the Phillies don't have anybody. I guess maybe Aaron Nola. You want to get some playoff experience. Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's not the same. It's, it's not the I agree. same. So it's very different. If if you still believe Carson is your guy, him taking them to the playoffs for a second year in a row and then finishing the game, that is a big deal. Like you can't overlook that. I understand your point and Mike's about there's changes that need to be made. And I was texting you this yesterday saying there are emotional decisions that the Eagles are going to have to make this offseason, and it's fair to question if Howie's willing to make those decisions. Yeah. Is he going to be willing to move on from Jason Peters finally? Will he move on from Deshaun? Will he move on from Alshon? Like, will he do these things that need to be done? Frankly, he's Brandon Brooks in that discussion, right, depending on Nate Her- how Nate Herbig and uh, Driscoll look. So I think there that is a good point, that if this team makes the playoff again, it's easier for Jeffrey Lurie to justify not making any changes. But I think you deal with that if it comes at the expense or at the benefit of getting Carson playoff snaps. That is the most important thing with the franchise right now, getting Carson Wentz in the playoffs and getting him playoff experience. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on tomorrow's game? Are you starting to feel some optimism? So far on the phones, it feels like there's some optimism. Yeah, Yeah. some real optimism out there. We didn't ask Mad Mike, but I'm going to go ahead and guess he doesn't think they're going to win. I'm going to say a loss. Yeah, I think they're probably 2-1 and with the uh, (laughs) predictions. 215-592-9494. Get in. Let us know how you think it's going to this game is going to play out. Elliot says they're not winning tomorrow. I think they got a real shot. Again, Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio, WIP. Don't go anywhere. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks. On till three as we preview a little Eagle Steelers tomorrow at this time. Merrill at, Mike. On this station. Yes, Merrill Mike Howard. Talking a little Eagle Steelers, that'll be a lot of fun. It, it is fun, though, I will say. Like, Philly versus Pittsburgh is fun. We don't it's get it very fun. often. Well, that's why know. I like that, uh, the return, as we say in the business, uh, the Sidney Crosby one before. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Out of nowhere, you're not thinking at all about hockey, but it's like, yeah, you know what? I do hate Sidney Crosby. That's perfect. You're right. Let's just say for no reason, I hate Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I wish they played more. Like, it'd be, it would be fun if it you was mean every the Eagles other. and Steelers. Yeah, Eagles and Steelers. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Steagles thing, there's a lot yeah. of history with it, you know? Although, I guess you would hope the Steelers wouldn't be as good if you're going to play them every well, year. Well, yeah. That, that would, would be, be, it would be yeah. a tough game every yeah. year. Uh, yeah, actually, could we play the uh, Bengals? Or, well, I guess that's not a good example for this year. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving forward, honestly. Yeah, two, yeah no Joe Burrow. 215-592-9494. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our good buddy, David. Hey, David. Gentlemen, how are we doing? What up, man? Sultry tones of David. Man, let me tell you something. I hate negative people. I really do. But I think the Eagles are going to have a good chance of winning tomorrow because the last time they played the Steelers, they beat them 33-3. But that was... In Philly, I believe that was 2016. Was that 33 that was, to three? I think it was 34 to three. Was it really? And it yeah. was Carson it was, Wentz's it was third ridiculous. game. They're yeah. three and zero. Yeah. They kicked their butt. 
He had that great and, play to Darren Sproles in that game. Well, I actually, so funny story with that game. So after that game, I did my very first ever show while I was hosting on WIP. Really? I did a solo show. The next, heading into the next game, they were playing the Lions. Literally That's my right. first show ever on WIP. My topic that night, 10 to 2, was the Eagles are a 100% lock to beat the Lions. They will not lose this game. And there then, of go. course, they lost that game. And yeah, I was and off to the races. It was a good take at the time, though. Thank I mean. you. I was, I was psyched about it in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. But uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's, who was also a big Eagle fan. But there's actually two of us out here. So uh, I was telling him that I like rookies. And I think yeah. Carson Wentz like rookies, too, because the rookies don't understand that they're not supposed to be good. They don't know no better. Mm-hmm. They go out there loose. They go out there to, to, to prove themselves. They go out there because they know it's a privilege to play. They don't, they're not spoiled. They're going out there trying to earn everything that they, that they get. So I think that the rookies are going to do exactly what they've been doing. They're going to go out there and they're going to produce. The one thing that worries me about this game is the throws that Carson Wentz has been missing are the ones that are going to be available. Mm-hmm. Running backs out of the backfield, out in the flat, these are the ones that he's been missing. If he hits on those, they got a good shot of putting some points on the board because that defense is absolutely no joke. But they got to get to Ben, and they got to get to Ben early. Well, Elliot, the other thing you really – oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You had a, uh, 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 a take on, on Jalen Rager yep. that uh, – that he's not going to be as good as uh, DK Metcalf or maybe Justin Jefferson or whatnot. I think he's going to be good, but I think he's going to be good in a different kind of quality. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of a Jeremy Macklin, but he plays like Steve Smith. He's got Steve's attitude. He's got that tough, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be here to prove this to you. I'm not quitting. You can't break me kind of attitude. I like that from a wide receiver, especially somebody as strong as he is. So he I may not Steve be as Smith, effective in numbers-wise, but I think Smith, Steve Smith great is a call, great David. comparison, in my opinion. I think that that's who you want Jalen Rager to be. And, you know, for me saying I don't think Rager is going to be as good as Justin Jefferson or DK Metcalf, I'm not, like, locked in on that. But and also, it's also not a slight of that's Rager. Not a slight. It's I more mean, a comment about just how good Justin Jefferson and DK yes. Metcalf are going to be and are. Now, my concern with Rager would be, and I think his his point was excellent, he's a physical player, right? Like, that's who Rager is. He kind of, like I said, the first day I saw him, he he's close to Deshaun's speed, but he's he's, like, tougher, right? He's, he's, he's thicker. His toughness was one of the biggest things that stood out to me in the little we've seen of him. My concern would be, if you're going to be a Steve Smith type of player, if you're going to be that guy... Like you got to stay healthy, well, and he, yeah, you got to protect your had, body. Is the he's point. now had two injuries in Already? less than yeah. yeah. So that that would be a concern. But again, I, like we can say that they should have taken Justin Jefferson without it being a slight on Rager. Like Justin Jefferson is a stud receiver. You're so seeing good. that he's so he's good. So DK Metcalf is a stud receiver. Like Jalen Rager, if he gets to that level. He'll be a top like you know twelve receiver in the league, maybe. I mean, so far this season, Justin Jefferson and DK have probably been top ten guys. Now mm-hmm. you have to sustain it to be named as you know a consistent top ten. But yeah, I, I think Regers definitely still has potential for sure. Me too. Me too. I'm not you know again. He's I gotta I, stay I, healthy I've, though. He's I've got actually, to stay healthy again. I, on draft night, I was despondent. Like you I were wa- very upset. I wanted Justin Jefferson so bad. Like yeah, I did too. I wanted him more. 
more than than some of like the big. I was hat like I wanted Ceedee Lamb, sure, and all that, but like I was just as happy in Justin. I think Jefferson. you wanted him more than Henry Ruggs. I did. Yeah. I love Justin Jefferson, so I was just more bummed that we didn't get Justin Jefferson than who we got. And he was right there. Too. He was right there. He literally they could. You didn't have, have to trade him. up exactly, yeah. and that's the point. But like I've been more impressed with Jalen Rieger than I expected to be. But that's still, even if he turns into a really good player, doesn't mean that someone who went right after him can't turn into a better player, which is what I think is probably going to happen. And what does hurt Jalen Rager, if we're being honest, is he's playing in one of the worst offenses in that's the true. league. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins is playing, I guess, slightly better than Carson. He's not been <laughs> amazing. And then, and then DK obviously has Russell Wilson, who's probably the best quarterback in the league besides Patrick Mahomes. So those situations do matter. I mean, if Rager was in Minnesota, maybe he's doing that. So it does matter. But man, Justin Jefferson and DK are just, they're dominant. They're they're dominant receivers. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Delaware and talk to Henry. Hey Hen. Hey hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling in. Hey, I just wanted. Ah oh, man. You there, Henry? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. What's on hey, your mind? What I, what I wanted to say was Carson and them, you know, the guys. Carson got to get his head right. If he could play the way he played last week, you know, with the uh, enthusiasm, the, you know, played free, mm-hmm. I think they have a better chance of, you know, a better chance of hanging in the game. Uh, we know that defense, both defenses are probably going to offset. They're almost about even. It's going to come down to our offense yep. and how we play. So if he can uh, work his little magic, Doug got to come up with some things to be creative again because you know Pittsburgh is, is definitely going to be blitzing. They're going to blitz. Carson need to read those blitz, and they need to learn how to break off patterns. Can't be going down for 40-yard pass patterns when you know you got a whole lot of blitzing going on. So this year is going to be on a – you know, it's, it's going to be a team effort. But then again, Carson got to keep his mind into the game. Don't get himself down in case, you know, if he start getting sacked or things like that. Stay positive. And uh, I think the guys will have a good chance of, uh, if they win, I don't know about winning, <laughs> but it, it'll be a good game. They got a chance to win. Every game they got a chance to win. Good call, Hen. Uh, look, he does bring up a, an interesting point there in relation to Doug and how he's going to coach the game mm-hmm. tomorrow. We saw it week one. Right, I mean, that was a massive, and I know Doug's been better with moving him out, but just in general, the idea of going up against this Steelers defensive front, which is, we talked about it before, T.J. Watt and, yeah, and Cameron Dupre, Hayward. Yeah. And Bud Dupre, I mean, they are, they are legit, like legit. It is one of the big matchups. Probably the best line they've played since yeah, Washington. No question the best line yeah. they've played since Washington. And, and one of the matchups the Eagles need to win tomorrow, at least win to a certain level if they're going to win this game. Do you see Doug in the way he coaches the game, learning from that week one mistake and and quicker throws? Obviously, we need him to get Carson out of the pocket, but just the way he calls the game, acknowledging that he has mm-hmm. that defensive front in front of him. I think the two keys for tomorrow will not only be moving Carson out of the pocket, and I think you'll see Doug do that a little bit more for sure, especially coming off of how it worked in San Francisco. But another key, and this one's going to be on Carson, is you have got to get rid of the ball quickly against this Pittsburgh uh, defensive line. I think T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree 
or in the top five this year in average time per sack. It's like less than two seconds or so, or they have the most sacks that were less than two, less than two seconds. So not only do they get after you, they get there quick. That's fast, and man. One thing that, that is jo- so fast, less right. than two seconds. And one thing Jordan Mailata struggles with is speed guys. You saw that even with Joe Osman in training camp, like he's better against the bigger defensive end. So I would be concerned about that. And one thing Carson does not do well is get rid of the ball quick. It's not his strength. So I know running around against San Francisco worked. I don't think it's an effective long-term strategy. We disagree on this. But against Pittsburgh, you have got to get that ball out quick. Like, drop out. Drop out. I agree that you're not doing 40-yard plays against Pittsburgh. That's not going to happen. It's going to be on Carson to be, A, protect the ball like he never has before and get that ball out quick. Yeah, I I agree with you, especially because – as much as I want, and if we will fight about this, I'm sure, a lot more, but that I need Carson to be rolling out, moving around stuff, but this particular defense with the speed, those guys, I mean, JJ, mm-hmm. I mean, TJ Watt is like as fast as linebackers. I mean, he's a defensive end who is as fast as linebackers. You know, he's an outside linebacker right. in that scheme, but uh, or a uh, 3-4 defensive end in that scheme, but he is super fast. These guys are quick. It's going to be tougher for him to get away from those guys and all that, so I do think... That is going to be crucial. 215-592-9494. How do you feel about this game? Are you starting to feel a little optimism, or do you still kind of feel like the Steelers are just a better team? Plus, the young guys. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Elliot was the very first person I heard say something, and now I'm starting to hear a lot more people say it. ESP, right? What is that thing? What did Elliot say first? We'll tell you next. It's Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we love the home teams. That's why we go with the home team that have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. And that means your action, your money. They're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. I talked about it before. Philadelphia, they are a seven-point underdog. That's too many points. And if you think they're going to win the game, which it seems like we're hearing a lot of today, a $20 wager could win you a cool $51. That seems like a good bet to me. Good odds good bet you can bet on anything you can bet on you know you don't have to pick a winner you can pick how many touchdowns are scored props on yards in game betting you can bet on every college football game today i'll give you another one tomorrow that i like in addition to philadelphia carolina is a much better football team than i thought they were they're heading in to take on an zero and four atlanta team and atlanta is still a favorite by a point at home that makes no sense to me carolina is a better team take carolina take the point I think that's a winning bet for me. Again, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. Here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. One hour down, one to go. Rob Ellis, I believe, is up next. Kevin Keenan, yes, sir. Shout out to Kevin Keenan behind the glass, doing a great job. It, I it's thought, not I Rob think Ellis. it's John Johnson. Could be John Johnson. 
Oh, later. Sorry, it is Rob Ellis. It is, I was right the first. Elliot. Great radio all Elliot, day, no matter come what. come on, buddy. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I tried I to overstep my boundaries yeah, there. Yeah. They, but you're making a good point here. The point is, they're all great. Yeah. So just stay with Rob. Stay with John. They're all awesome. They're all legends. It's all great. So I was like, oh, man, I have, I have info James doesn't have. I can be helpful. <laughs> and it just. This is what you get for trying to be helpful, Elliot. Stick How many to times Eagles. have I yeah, told you? Exactly. Yeah, stick to football, buddy. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we'll get Elliot's player to watch a little bit later. Plus, Elliot, the first person that I heard say, he was saying something at last year, the end of last year, that is now. Starting to gain some traction. People are saying it too. What is it? We'll tell you next. First, let's go back to the phones and talk to our good buddy Darren in South Philly. What up, D? What's up, brother man? What's up, Elliot Shornat? How you doing? What my up, friend? man? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I got a question for you. Since you're captain, uh, you don't like Wentz, but okay. uh, right. what's going like to take for Howie to get fired? And realistically, what would Howie have to do, in your opinion, to be fired? That's a good question, Darren. What do you think? Yeah. So. Because clearly he hasn't done enough, you know. Well, so totally here, screw. Here's totally what I would. Here's what I would say though. Like, yeah, he had, look. Howie's not had a good year. I, good I think that bo- both. Yeah, that and that that you could definitely say that. I Jeffrey Lurie has moved on from Howie once. Now he didn't completely do it, but he has done it before. I do think that Howie has probably the longest leash of almost any coach or GM in the city right now. Even maybe Doc Rivers since he just got hired. But when you look at like the the leash he has, it is long. But Jeffrey has shown he will move on from guys sooner rather than later. I mean, he did that with Chip. I thought he got rid of him pretty quickly, obviously. So I, I think if if they don't make the playoffs this year and they don't make the playoffs next year, then I think they move on from Howie. I do not think they'll move on from Howie at the end of this year, no matter what. I agree with that. And I, I think, think it would have to be should, ugly. Too. I, should is a whole different thing, but what they I will mean, do. But, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you, you, you hit someone on your podcast, bro, that I think it was a great idea, and I think you should really start it, you and Jack. How about a fire Howie uh, podcast? Because ridiculous. <laughs> $70 million were, were basically screwed. Realistically, with the exception of like maybe one to two moves, there's nothing that can be done to where we can add any talent but through the draft. And Howie's not good at drafting well, players. Well, uh, Darren, here, here's what I would say. And you're right. Like, I have also been beating Great the drum. Me. I've been beating the drum of their in salary cap. They are not in a good spot next year. But I do think over Howie's time as GM, one thing he's been very good at is managing the cap. This yep. is the first time he's been in trouble. So let's see what he has planned. I don't think Howie's sitting there and saying, well, I'm $70 million over the cap. Like, I'll figure it out Let's in just January. take the year off. Yeah, I guess. he yeah. has a plan. And, you know, the COVID situation obviously impacted that. I think it ended up costing them like $40 million in cap space because of the cap going down. But I think Howie will find his way out of it. They are always a team that's active uh, because of – they always have the cap space. This is really the first year it hasn't happened. So let's see what Howie can do before we kill him for that. Coming up in a minute, we'll tell you what Elliot was the first out in front of and why I agree with him. And it's important. But first, let's go to North Jersey and talk to our good buddy, Neil. Hey, Neil. Elliot, I'm Elliot Seltzer. Pleasure as always to speak with you. Nice to talk to you, Seltzer, always. What up, uh, man? Thanks for pleasure's calling Pleasure's all mine, Neil. What's on your mind today? A couple of things. You know, three things. You know, every time I see JJ take a white side, on, on the field. It makes me realize we could have had CeeDee Lamb, E.K. Metcalf, mm. and Terry McLaurin, and it just makes me, my gray hair turn white. It, it just drives me crazy every time I think about that. Well, luckily, luckily the, he's not on the field very often these days, so you don't have to think yeah. about it as much. Yeah, they don't and you don't really recognize him, so him when he's out. Point. Yeah, it's not like he's doing it, anything out there anyway. So. Exactly. So I, I look at this game with the Steelers as almost like the freshman playing the varsity, mm. and that everything that the Eagles do, the Steelers do better. Better quarterback, better running game, far better receivers, better defensive scheme, better against the run. 
I just look at this in every aspect as the Steelers being just a flat-out better team in all areas of the football. And normally, you know, you'll hear people calling up saying, oh, we need to run the ball against the Steelers. Well, you can't run the ball against the Steelers. Number one against the run, averaging 2.7 yards a carry. I think the only way we win this game is twofold. Number one, I think the defensive line has to dominate the way they did against the Niners. Mm-hmm. And second, I think this is a game. Listen, uh, Pittsburgh blitzes more than any team in the National Football League. You have to offset that blitz with screen passes, misdirection. So Carson Wentz is actually going to have to throw a swing pass that's accurate. I think you need to do these kind of things to slow the rush down. I think if you do those two things, I think they have a chance. I honestly think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's 31-13 Steelers. I hope I'm wrong, but I just, like I said, it's like the freshman line, the varsity, and it's hard to be the better version of yourself. Your thoughts, gentlemen? I I think it's a – it really says where this team is at, and I can't remember the last time a caller called and said that. I think it's a great point. To compare the Eagles to a, you know, a freshman team playing varsity really speaks to where they've fallen. I mean, th- this is a <laughs> it team— It might be a bit extreme. Well, look, they won the Super Bowl in 2017. Think about if I would have told you two years later we'd be comparing them to a freshman team. Yeah, I mean, but again, I— uh, But I don't think I, it's that extreme. I, the Steelers are better at almost every position. Freshman to varsity? Come on. Uh, again, I think the Eagles can win tomorrow. So, like, if uh, that's certainly not well, they, a freshman— they can win any game. I mean, but when you look at just the logic I think they have a it, good chance to win tomorrow is my point. So, I don't look at the Steelers as being, like, so— And again, they, I don't think the Eagles are a great team. I don't think they're a good team. I think they're a very flawed roster with a lot of issues. But I, I think where we— diverge is I think you think Pittsburgh's a lot better than I think Pittsburgh is. I think Pittsburgh is a, like, in a normal, whatever, like a 10-win type team. Like a 9 to 11 is that window for Pittsburgh. Like, And I think it's probably around 10. I think they're a good, not great team. You seem to think they're a great team. I just think it's very telling of where the Eagles are that they have been underdogs in two straight games by a touchdown or more. Like, that doesn't happen to good teams. Teams with good quarterbacks are not underdogs by a touchdown or more back-to-back weeks. So well, they do, won one of those weeks. And they did. They, so, absolutely. But I'm just <laughs> saying, matter? like, that's not a sustained way of success. They're not going to be like a Well, tenth. if they win games, then they won't be underdogs. They played horribly the first three weeks. And, again, I'm not – I don't want to defend this roster. I don't want to say I think the Eagles are great. But I did say to you and have said the whole time that I wasn't going to overreact to the first month of the right. season. I wasn't going to say, all right, well, whatever I see – I think the first month of the season is essentially garbage in terms of predicting the rest of the season – I think it's that way in a normal NFL season. I think it is particularly that way in this weird NFL season without preseason and weird training camp. Like, I take very little from the first month of the season, so I'm not making any grand judgments based on what I've seen before. I think the roster is flawed and hurt, so that's where I I can't build up too much optimism, but I don't think they're as bad as the the team we saw the first two weeks. I've never thought this was a four-win team. The Eagles are not going to be 4-12. and I think the Eagles, their their floor— is probably six or seven wins, I think, right? Considering how their schedule is and the fact that they played Washington and Cincinnati didn't get a win out of those. Like, those are games you have to get wins out of. Um, in terms of, though, like why you have optimism, my only issue with your optimism is they have it really has nothing to do with what's, like, on the field. A lot of your reasoning is, well, they have a weird bye week, they haven't played anybody. But when you look at the matchups, and I thought Neil made a good point, the only way they win this game is if the defensive line dominates. It's possible because the Eagles have a very good week. defensive yeah, line. They did last But, again, week. that's not Nick Mullins on their side of the offensive no, line. No, it's not. 215-592-9494. All right. So, Elliot said something to me at the end of last season and has said it the entire offseason and for a while – I said he was crazy, and I fought you about it, and we argued, and I was like, that's just stupid. Now, I 100% agree with you, 
And I think a lot of people are there. Elliot, you were the very first person at the end of last year. You said, don't bring Deshaun back. Don't bring Alshon back. Play young guys. Mm-hmm. Carson is better with the young guys. The offense looks better with the young guys. For whatever reason, I know it sounds crazy. This is what they should do. I thought you were crazy. A lot of people thought you were crazy at the time. There are a lot of people who don't think you're crazy anymore. Well, the good thing is I'm used to people thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> so it was not a weird experience for me to be on the wrong, the, what end, or the, the correct side, ultimately. Here's what I would say. I understand it is wild to sit here and say they should play Travis Fulgham over Deshaun Jackson. I understand how crazy that sounds. I get, <laughs> I get Deontay Burnett getting snaps over Alshon sounds crazy. But all I can use is my eyes, and all I know is when I watch this team play with these un- unproven rookie young receivers, they look better than they do the times they've had Alshon and Deshaun out there. I don't think it's Deshaun and Alshon's fault. I think they're both still talented players, but we all see what's happening. Last year... Those last four games, Carson played his best football when he had the undrafted guys. On Sunday night against the Niners, a game I thought they would get blown out in, Carson went in there and played his best game of the season with these young guys. Carson is a different quarterback when he is the focal point of the offense. When you have Deshaun and Alshon out there, I think Doug and Carson lean on them too much. They they, they try to get them involved too much. You cannot run an offense where your sole purpose is to get Deshaun and Alshon involved. Totally. While they're still talented, they're not good enough at this point to be those players. Carson Wentz, and I think he has flaws, but the best way to win is to build the game plan around Carson, what Carson does well. And when the young guys are out there, I think you see Doug do that more. You don't see Doug calling plays saying, we have to run something for Deshaun. You see Doug calling plays where you're like, this is what Carson likes. This is where Carson can do well. We need to get Carson on this side of the field. And they invited the problem that they have now by bringing in Deshaun and Alshon back. Like, these are not guys that have stayed healthy. One thing Carson needs is continuity. That's what all young players need. They need reps and they need continuity. Carson has played with so many different wide receivers. And the reason is that Deshaun and Alshon can't stay on the field. So the fact that Deshaun got snaps in training camp, frankly, as of now, has proven to be a waste because he's not out there. Those are reps he could have been getting with guys like Travis Fulgham, like John Hightower, like Deontay Burnett. And he got reps with them, but he could have gotten more. And I think the Eagles are at a point where this is not a 13-win team. This is not Deshaun and Alshon going out there every week and doing great. They are still good players. They can contribute on other teams. I just don't see how them being out on the field benefits the Eagles either right now or in the long run. I am 100% with you. I've done a full 180 on this. Welcome and like to the right said, side. Yeah, you're right. I Credit when due, right? You are 100% mm-hmm. right here. And I, and I think the biggest thing is, like you alluded to, is is it's it's Doug and Carson. It's whatever the reason, and, and we can come up with a lot of them, but Carson plays better when Deshaun and Alshon aren't out there, whether it's he's not trying to force them the ball, he's not looking for them too much, he's more free, he's mm-hmm. looking at the field differently. And with Doug, there is no question that Doug coaches Carson better when those guys aren't out there. He schemes for him, he games plan for him. It's what he should always be doing, but for some reason, it happens consistently when those guys aren't out there. It's fascinating. It's a really interesting why, yeah. you know? And this is another reason it would just be so great for this franchise if they had good young rookie receivers because this isn't like – Someone to grow with, right? right. Like, could Carson have a receiver who's here for, like, five years with him and he just grows every year? Like, is that such a crazy thought? 
I'm not sitting here saying put put the worst receivers on the roster out there with Carson. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you want guys out there where Carson feels in control, and I don't think he feels in control when he's surrounded by older veterans that have had a lot of success prior to Carson that, coming in the league. And that one of them talked about Carson to Justine Anderson. Let's be real. Like, I know they're over that and all that, but that happened. And then also the other one whines and cries on the sideline when he doesn't get the ball and when he's not involved. He's pouting. He's standing there. Like, we saw it in the very first week of the season. Mm-hmm. If he's not on the field, if things aren't being game-planned for him, he's going to cry, he's going to whine, and he's going to do his whole act. And that can't be something yeah. that makes your quarterback feel great. You have to make Carson in. be the center of the offense. Yes. That's what he has to be. And I don't think it happens when the older receivers are out there. I That's why I'm a fan of playing the younger guys and seeing. I mean, look, the Carson you saw on Sunday night, like blocking out when he was split out wide, you know, running, diving, all those things. Carson's a different guy when, when he's out there with the young guys. He just is. And maybe that's a fault of Carson. Maybe Carson needs to bring that attitude when Deshaun and Alshon are out there. But as of right now, he is not. And until he's able to, I want that Carson at the expense of having uh, Deshaun and Alshon. Let's there. go to Beth, Beth Lemon talk to Kenny. Hey, buddy. <laughs> what up, man? Purveyors of fine spring water. What's up, fellas? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> it does. It's good, man. Any I better? Feel... I couldn't stand it, Elliot. I think that could, we could have a company here. Seltzer right. Shore Parks. I'm telling you, it does sound like some refreshing it water. It does. It's I my favorite some... drink too. Water is my favorite <laughs> of, drink. Of so. course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Mine happens to be vodka, but you know, okay. different strokes. Yeah, both and, clear. And all that. Yeah, yeah. You could go a lot of all different right, directions so... than water, but I, I respect it. <laughs> all right, so. I would like to ask Elliot a couple questions, but first of all, James, you just referred to yourself about 45 minutes ago as an old man. I'm eight years older than you. What does that make me, Methuselah? <laughs> an older man, I guess, Kenny. <laughs> I, but as, as I said before, you know, there's the alcohol thing, and it preserves, so I, I feel pretty young when it there comes down to it. So, Elliot, I have a question for you. All right. Uh, and I, I can't believe it hasn't come up on WIPay all day today. Mm-hmm. But to me, and, and, and this comes down to every game to me, but especially for this game, I believe games are won at the line of scrimmage on the offensive and defensive lines. And so my question for you, Elliot, is, is Lane Johnson available tomorrow? And if he is, how effective can he be? It's a great question. Uh, I do think Lane will play. Now, he played against San Francisco and was in and out of the lineup, right? He was potentially going to play against Washington and wasn't able to because of the bus ride. So how effective will he be? I don't have a lot of confidence in that. Lane's a great player, but he is dealing with an ankle injury right now. And it's something that's going to bother him the rest of the year. Doug said that this week. So uh, I have concern about Lane because of his health. Um, So I think he will play. But going up against especially the rushers that they have, they're so – they're, they're, they're young, they're quick. Like, that's a tough matchup when you're dealing with an ankle injury. So I, I would have concerns about Lane tomorrow. Right. And, and that, that's what I'm thinking. And, I mean, if he's at the top of his game, he's the best right tackle yep. in the NFL, and he can handle T.J. Watt. If not, I actually like Driscoll. I, I like what I've seen from him, and I also like what I – and James will tell you, I also like what I've seen from Mylotta. Please tell me 71 is not playing tomorrow because the only oh, thing he can't. He's on, I, he's on IR, so you don't have to worry about it yes. tomorrow. The bigger because question, the, only- the bigger question, and, and, and Doug alluded to it, we'll get to it in a second. Kenny, great call. The bigger question is will it be Jordan Mailata's job when Jason Peters returns? And obviously, 
Jordan Mellon has to play well, but Elliot, and I know Doug addressed this kind mm-hmm. of this week. What do you think? Do you think, let's say Jordan Mailata plays well, like obviously he doesn't have to be a world beater or whatever, but does a nice job in there for the next two games. Jason Peters is off fire and ready to come back. What do the Eagles do? If Jordan Mailata is playing at the level he did on Sunday night, you should stick with Jordan Mailata. I agree you should. Yes. I'm asking you, what will they do? I do not believe they will bench Jason Peters. I don't they, either. They That's not- where I'm at. I think they've, they've got to prove it to me that they're going to do it. They, they- keep not doing it they've you know? never they've never shown they've a willingness up to, to stand him. up to yeah. him i i think there's a shot maybe you see him going at guard and he did practice sure. there but you also have to understand jason peters as we saw in the preseason he's still a very prideful guy he if he's gonna i mean he went there for money for left tackle yeah when he was a free agent he we thought know. he should be right we know so we i know. think it's going to be hard pressed for the eagles to sit jason peters down and say we are playing jordan my over you that's going to be tough for them to cut do. him at this point that's what i'm at Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, Elliot. It is that time. It is time to find out who Elliot's player to watch is. It is brought to you by your tri-state Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Huge game tomorrow. We've, uh, we've talked about a lot of matchups, Elliot. Who is the player that you feel is mm-hmm. the most important to Eagles victory tomorrow? Well, Jordan Mailot is in that discussion. We just talked about him and the importance of him tomorrow. But if you look at the player on offense, I think has the chance to lead them to victory. It's Miles Sanders, and it's for the reasons some of the callers have brought up. If they're going to get rid of the ball quickly, that means swing pa- That means swing passes. That means getting Miles Sanders the ball in space. Wentz and Carson, uh, Carson and uh, Miles Sanders have not really been able to connect on those throws. I don't know what it is. They got reps together. It just hasn't been working. Miles, and connected on them last year. You know, yeah. like they had those the, a few of those plays. So. Miles Sanders is one of the best receiving running backs in the NFL last year. Tomorrow, he has to be that again. He is so explosive in space when he gets the ball. I mean, he is dangerous. Uh, he's probably the most dangerous player they have on offense from a skill, skill position perspective. The Steelers are going to be blitzing. They're going to be getting pressure. You're going to need to get the ball out quick. I have more confidence in quick throws to Miles Sanders than I do to John Hightower, Greg Ward, Zach, uh, Zach Ertz. I want the ball in Miles Sanders' hand as much as possible tomorrow, both in the running game, but especially in the passing game on those quick throws. And I think he is, without question, the player to watch on offense. I love that call. Miles Sanders, particularly like you said, Miles Sanders needs to be involved in the passing yes. game tomorrow. He has to. That is a way you're going to get the ball out against this big defensive front, and he's good enough to beat these guys. I love that. That's Elliott's. Player to Watch brought to you by your Tri-State Toyota Dealers. Proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. 215-592-9494. Eagles Steelers tomorrow. Elliot is less optimistic than me. I'm starting to feel the juices of optimism. Where are you at? 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino Elliott Shore Parks. James Seltzer, Eagles, Steelers tomorrow at this time on this station. Right now we'll be getting close to halftime maybe. The home of the first place Philadelphia Eagles How is so it? crazy to hear at 1-2-1. One, and, one. It, 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 and, and it's not just 1-2-1. One, and one. It's as we have all in this city. How they've looked. Watch them play four games to be like yeah. a first place team is is. Nonsense. But I, I, love I, it, I but still I still can't get behind the they're better off not making the playoffs. I, I get the I get the logic. I, no, I get the logic too, but I'm with you. I'm if with, you well, make the playoffs, things are going well. I think like, part of it is that there is a very quick recent example of if they had lost that game to the Cowboys last year, they have C D Lamb and the Cowboys are like so it's one of those like, oh, like if we had just lost that one game and not made the playoffs, we would have seen. And I'm with you. I'm but not. Think of I'm how big that Cowboys advocate. win was. I'm for just Carson. playing devil's no, advocate. I, no, I know. But yeah. I'm saying I think sometimes 
something that gets lost in the fact that if they make the playoffs, it'll be because they're winning games and the people that you wanted to be fired before are now doing a good job. Like they'll make the playoffs if Doug is a good head coach. So these people that want Doug gone, he, if they make the playoffs, you're going to feel differently. The moves, the how the players that Howie brought in here are going to have to play well for them to make the playoffs. So if they're a playoff team, things look so much different, and that's what you want. You don't want this team to crater out at three and thirteen. I mean, I'm very with you on that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Clinton and talk to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey guys, how you doing? What's going on, man? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, so um, you guys got me kind of riled up about talking about the receivers. I just uh, tell me if I'm wrong on this. Did they bring or um, put Deontay Burnett on the practice squad for this week to bring up um, JJ Arcega Whiteside? Is that correct? It seems that way. Yes. I don't believe Burnett is up. He's not up this week. I am with you, yeah, Chris. It, it's a joke. He's. It's. It's so obvious. Deontay Burnett is already a better NFL wide receiver than JJ Ortega Whiteside. They really just need to they need to cut ties with him. It's it's just a joke at this point. I'm with you and it's and look, we've talked about this before with Howie, uh, you know, a second round pick from last year like he's just not going to cut him. He's just not going to cut him yet. He's just not and he should. I agree. I'm generally a, a give wide receivers more time. We, like Devontae Parker is a perfect example of someone with a lot of talent who it took because of injuries and whatever four years for him to break out and now he's a really great great receiver who you'd want on your team you could just tell with our thega white side like this dude just does not have it yeah no he's done but um one thing i wanted to say so we have seen the offensive and defensive lines for the eagles look really good over the last two weeks against kind of not as hard um tests um as the steelers are going to be upcoming this weekend and i haven't felt good about the eagle like my my prediction to start the season was around six and ten just because they're getting mm-hmm. old they haven't drafted well, but if those two areas of their team can look good um, against the Steelers tomorrow, I'll have more optimism going on throughout the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, and I, I think tomorrow, at least I know for me personally, it sounds like maybe you would agree, tomorrow's a big game in terms of my outlook for this season. If they go into Pittsburgh tomorrow and they win the game, coming off of a win in San Francisco, I think you look at them as division favorites moving forward because they're oh, yeah, do- they're doing it with what you said, the offense and defensive line. I mean, coming into the season – I had them at 8-8, eight and eight, so I had a little better than what you thought. But one of my biggest concerns was the offensive line. If, if, and how they won last week was good offensive line play, for the most part, and great defensive line play. And if they win tomorrow, they'll do it with that as well. So if you have the best lines in the division, then you are the best team, 9 out of, nine out of 10 times. So the Eagles' defense has looked good. They've certainly looked better than the Cowboys' defense. So if they can go in there tomorrow and win, it completely changes the outlook of the season. Yeah. Oh, now, real real quick, I know you guys have been talking a lot about Mylotta. Um, I believe one of the last callers brought him up. Now, hypothetical here, if if Mylotta looks good for the rest of this season and if the Eagles have the stones to start him over Jason Peters, what are we what are we doing with Andre Dillard? Are we are we starting uh, him at Chris, guard in the future? Chris, are we getting rid of him? It's great great a- call, great question, Elliot. What do you think? I think if Jordan Mailata starts the rest of the year and plays well, I think they look to trade Andre Dillard. Now, the only argument against not trading Andre Dillard would be, let's say the best you can get from him is a fifth-round pick. Which which is certain. Like, who knows we could get for a guy who, yeah. you know, has done nothing in two years. And he's on a rookie deal, uh, rookie deal still, so he is cheap. But I think at the very least, you're going into next season with a competition. 
And I guess you could argue it's like, quote unquote, good problem to have if Jordan Mylott is competing for your left tackle spot next year. But I don't think Andre Dillard has done anything outside of being drafted in the first round to earn that job going into camp. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think if Mylotta plays well this year and keeps the job, I think that he will be the favorite in that. Mm-hmm. But again, to the point we just made, Howie Roseman traded up and took Andre Dillard in the first round. He's not going to be willing to give up on Andre Dillard as quickly as we are. Uh, Unless you get something sure. in a trade for of course, him. Of yeah. course, I don't think you will. <laughs> what so. are you going to get coming off this injury and all that? Yeah. 215-592-9494. Oh, look who's on the line, Bruce, the weatherman. Hey, buddy. Hey, James. You know, I, I really enjoy this on Saturday. And, Elliot, I just want to tell you that I really appreciate your updates all week long. You're obviously very knowledgeable. And I very much enjoy it. I don't necessarily agree with some of the things you've said today, and Mm -hmm. I'm here to give you that. And Well, let me say first, I just really appreciate that. It means a lot you would say that, so continue. Well, you you know, sometimes you can tell when somebody's BSing and sometimes not. And uh, I think you're very knowledgeable, and I very much enjoy it when you team up with James here on Saturdays. Now, James, it's time. For a weather forecast yes. for the game, I was and, I, and for when it, I Chris. hang up, I'd like you to give me your thoughts on how this is going to affect the game, because the remains of Hurricane Delta are rapidly approaching from the southwest, and rain will begin in Pittsburgh probably by mid-morning, hmm. and uh, it'll be on and off for a while. Then it'll work into a steady rain and a heavier rain. So this will be during the game tomorrow as well as here in philly and south jersey you know i'm down here what about here. the wind too bruce that that's always so the wind's not going to be a problem okay. uh there'll be some squally gusts probably no more than 25 or 30 but for the most part the wind should be under 15 or 20 because this thing doesn't have the wind field that it did when it came ashore last night in louisiana so i so, could be but mistaken there will be but a lot i think of rain. in fact rain here and as well as Pittsburgh will probably consider can continue all the way into Tuesday morning. Mm. So with the, with the worst of it being on Monday, uh, there's something I wanted to say to you, James. Um, last week, Ike really ripped into me because he thought that I was wavering in my love and support of the Bronco, but uh, that's not true. I'm not. Um, the overview I see of the team is that the offensive line, and I just can't believe this is playing better. And, and certainly Jordan Maialata has got something to do with that. And also the defense is much better than I thought it was going to be. I'm really yeah. pleased with that. And I think when they roll him out and they get him on the move, this is going to help. I, I did hear what you said, Elliot, about um, he probably can't pull that off with Pittsburgh. But you know what? This is why you play the game, guys. Mm-hmm. So let me know what you think about the weather. I will hang up now and listen, James. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Bruce, the pleasure's all mine. Really kind words. We appreciate it. Thank well, you, sir. Uh, as James knows, one of my favorite things to talk about is the weather. It, well, I was going to go there. Yes, like Elliot, so, so, Bruce, you don't know this. You're listening now. But Elliot is obsessed yes. with weather. And his literal greatest fear is rain. Is rain. So I was well aware we're getting with a straight face. getting around. I think it's about 1.8 inches of 1.08 <laughs> inches of rain tomorrow, and then maybe around 1.2 inches on Monday. So I have been following what's going to be happening. Uh, but I did appreciate the update. It was good to know the wind's not going to be strong. Well, that's to worry the key, about. right? That's what yeah. I asked because I think historically, at least in terms of, and, and I, I think every situation is different, every player is different, but at least in terms of numbers and all that, it's it's been kind of proven out that. Rain is not as big an issue for a passing game as wind is. I think 20 miles per hour is that magical number, though, that people always right. cite as where it starts to be a factor. Well, you're strictly looking at this from a football perspective. I'm looking at it as a, am from I going to be afraid? From your basement perspective. Yes, oh, I exactly. Know. Trust yeah. me, I know what you're looking yes, at. Yes, but, 
but we're, I, all, we're doing a radio show. I think people care more about the football perspective than the how's it going to affect your basement. That's true. Although anyone that's had Watt in their basement knows how terrible it Feels is. Feels your pain, that's um, for sure. But I think his point is a good one, and it's not something we had brought up, so I'm happy he brought it up. Rain is the great equalizer, right? I mean, helps the we, we've said all, helps the underdog. Even you, who's optimistic, admits that the Steelers have a better roster than <laughs> the Eagles. So yes. if it's raining, that impacts Ben. Now Carson again, ball security becomes sure. a big deal. But if you're the Eagles, I think you hope for rain. Hundred I mean, percent. Anything you can get to to mitigate the the talent drop off. I would think it would hurt the pass rush too. I mean, trying to you know move quick, quicker. Yeah. yeah, get off the get get the get off there a little you less you yep. know quick. Yeah, I think that's an interesting factor that generally I don't worry too much about how weather is going to impact a football game, but I think it can only help the Eagles in this case where they're the less talented team going into Pittsburgh. Do you think people would trade an Eagles win for me getting water in my basement? Yes, I think everyone out you there. You think so? Right. Okay. No offense. All right. Well, I guess we're hoping for rain. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to North Wilmington and talk to our good buddy George. Hey, George. Hey, James Elliot. How are you, man? What's going on? Well, number one, I need to be uh, I need to be staying corrected because last Saturday you used the word mollywop. Yep. And I talked to James. Yeah, I looked it up after you talked to me, George, and you well, you were wrong about what you thought. I know it meant. there's two different spellings. <laughs> That's why I was wrong. <laughs> what does it not I, mean? What I thought? No, I'm happy. No, no, it, no, no, it means what you thought. George thought it meant something that would have been a lot more. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Blue, I suppose. You know. Okay. But yeah, it's I'm not. Happy. He was wrong. You were right. We're all good. I'm happy it meant what I thought then. Yes. Yeah. The the W H O is correct with Elliot, and the W A P is what I saw yeah. first in the yeah. Urban Dictionary, and, and obviously and, and, and I stand corrected. We will move on. George, what's on your mind yes, about will. the game tomorrow? <laughs> okay, what I wanted to ask you, Elliot and James, is who's available to be our linebackers at the start of the game? Um, so TJ Edwards is on IR, so he, he will That's not. That's what I yeah, thought he, I heard. He will not be playing. He's been um, the best okay. one, too, in my opinion, yeah. from what we've yeah, seen. I yeah. think so. Um. So you're going to get Nate Gary again. Nate Gary will be out there. I think you'll see Duke Riley. Um, Alex Singleton obviously had the interception last week, but I also thought he made some really nice plays in the run. Um, Jim Schwartz kind of said this week that as impressive as the interception was, they did throw it right to him. So it's, <laughs> it's hard to you know say that was a fantastic play by him. Um, but he liked what he saw from Alex Singleton. So I think you'll see Singleton. Yeah. You'll see Ge- uh, Nate Gary. Um, maybe you see a little Sean Bradley potentially, but I think you're mostly going to see the Duke Riley, Nate Gary, Alex Singleton trio. What do you think of Sean Bradley? I liked him coming out of Temple. I mean, temple look, made, I, yeah, I'm a Temple, temple grad, made. so maybe I'm a little biased on this one. But what I like about we are him a was pro Temple show here. Yeah, what, what I like about Sean Bradley is he was like the guy there at Temple at that linebacker position. He played all the time. He He's had a huge captain tackle of the defense, numbers, tackle the defense, a captain of the defense. So I, I think that. It's going to take some time for him to learn the playbook. That's one thing Jim Schwartz has said, that when guys learn the playbook as rookies, they first learn the little part, they feel good, they feel confident, and then you open up more to it, and it's like, oh, man, I got more to learn. So there's there's steps to it. I think he's getting to the point where he's ready to play, and I do believe he will end up being like a contributing player on this team eventually. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about within the next few weeks, but I do think this season at one point he'll be ready to go out there and play. I wasn't sure if Gary was sidelined for the game because of what happened, but – um, that's why I was wondering who they were going to fill no, in. No, it looks like he'll be out Because I knew yeah. Edwards was, was was out. Yeah, they're, they're going to have uh, yeah no Edwards. But outside of that, they'll be everyone else will be there. Yeah. And I do concern myself with the weather because, um, you know, um, uh, 
a missed field goal, you know, a, hold, a missed hold, and just little things that can happen, a sure. slip here, a slip there. Yeah. And w- what would happen if tomorrow, tomorrow, after the game, the headline said that um, both Watt brothers scored a touchdown? Would that be a first? <laughs> I think it would be a first, and George, great call. It would also be a bummer. I'm hoping that it's not. If both Watt brothers score a touchdown, this this game is not going to go well for the Eagles. No. I, a low-scoring game benefits the Eagles. Absolutely. They, they struggle and, and, to score. And, and, and like, a defensive touchdown for Pittsburgh. I mean, that's just not what we want to see. They're going to have no. enough time scoring more points in Pittsburgh as it is, much less giving yep. them points on the other side. But, you know, to keep with the, the weather point, if it's raining, Carson, the, the ball security was already an issue going into this game. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, they knocked the ball out a lot. If you're going to have Carson in the rain, that is a recipe for disaster with the way he controls the ball and the fumble issues he has. Speaking of the rain, and you a great point made by our good buddy Ryan, formerly Swoop for many years with mm-hmm. the Eagles, at uh, Moscow on Twitter. He tweets, uh, texts me, he says, but... Rain is water, and water is Elliot's favorite drink. Mind blown. It's a love Great hate point, it's, Ryan. It's a love hate relationship. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got one more segment to go. Robbie E coming your way. After that, we will get you up two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio WIP. And let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home team, and that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. My team, Elliot's team, at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County, and that means your action, your money, they're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. As I mentioned already, Philadelphia, a seven-point underdog. I think they have a real good chance to win the game outright. If you put 20 bucks on that, it wins you $51. That feels like a good bet to me. I mentioned before, Carolina, a one-point underdog in Atlanta. They're better. I like them. I'll give you even one more game that I love. Indianapolis, heading into Cleveland. They're a one-point favorite in Cleveland. They're a way better team than Cleveland. I feel really good about Indy going into Cleveland and getting a win there. You can bet on any game on the slate. You can bet on points at halftime. You can bet on how many yards someone throws for. Anything and everything. It is super easy to use. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. Here's the deal. Sign up now. You get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA. And use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details, and your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. Final segment for Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino Elliott Shore Parks. James Seltzer, Rob Ellis, coming your way next. Let's get back to the phones. Finish out there. Let's go to Germantown and talk to Will. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on, uh, man? Elliot. Um, what up? Though, though I often disagree with your takes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to let you know, I typically respect your positions because generally you uh, come with facts and some evidence to back it. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Which brings me, though, to this take I'm surprised that you have. All right. That Carson Wentz looks better with these young guys than he does, uh, you know, without Sean and now, the, the problem I have is none of us has seen a sufficient um, uh, sample size 
of uh, Deshaun and Alshon with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard playing with Carson to compare it to how he does with the young guys, right? So yep. the issue is really that they're injured. It's not, not so much that he looks better. Yeah, right, I, I, think, I think you could say with Alshon we have a, a more submission sample size, but with Deshaun we certainly Well, and really don't. quick before you continue, I think that's a fair point, right? Deshaun's, I think, uh, Deshaun's only finished three games since he came here last year. Right. And, and I would I would also say if you looked at the numbers, they probably don't average as many points with these young guys as they do. Well, like, but well, I, I just well, think the eye test shows me Carson looks like a better quarterback. Well, well, if you, well, before you hang up on me, right? Now, the only time they were together was week one against Washington last year. Now, mm-hmm. that's the offense I want to see, you know, especially after that after that first quarter. That's what I want. That, to me, is looking good. Uh, the way we're winning right now, it's, I don't think it's sustainable. Carson keeps running with his, his injury history. That's not what you know. What I want yeah, to see. I agree with you that the way they the way they won on Sunday night is is not sustainable. They they Carson is not going to run this team to the playoffs. I think it's risky. I don't think he's good enough at it. My only counter to the point about Week One of Washington is that was like I mean it was over a year ago. And so also, it's hard for like, me to sit here and say and that, that could be point, what they would do. And we're just at the point where where we just can't count on Deshaun Jackson to right. be out there. Right, right. Even if he starts yeah. a game, we got to expect he's going to get hurt during it or have some stretch right. of time where he's not playing or whatever, you know? Right. Right. If injuries is the issue, I get that. But I'm hearing you. They suck. Uh, they're bad, this and that. I know that's just not honest. No, no, well, no, 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 no. He's not saying – he, 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 uh, to be fair, Will, he said that Deshaun and Alshon are better players than the young guys. He's talking more from a Doug and Carson perspective and the way they play well, with those And people. the other part of it, Will, too, is I just think there's value in continuity. Like, I would like to see Carson be out there with the same five guys five weeks oh, in yeah, a row, you know, that. and I don't think you get that with Deshaun and Alshon. I understand that. It's just I think while their contracts are alive and they're here this year, you've got to try it. No, well, and I and, get it, Will. And look, I think they're, they're going, going to. to exactly. So, yeah. Whatever we say doesn't matter. Right. When Deshaun's healthy, he'll be out on the field. When Alshon's healthy, he'll be out on the field. Two one five five nine two. 94-94, let's go to Mayfair and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt. James, Elliot, how are you guys doing today? What up, man? Thanks for calling in. Hey, James, uh, happy belated birthday, right? Yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. Thank you, sir. Okay, I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Not too bad, not too bad. All good. I'm 39. Whew. Well, don't, <laughs> trust me, man. It doesn't get any better from that point. That's what really everyone keeps telling me, and man. I wish people would tell me something else. All right? I literally had three separate people, nothing to do with each other, say, yeah, man, once it hits 40, it's all downhill. I'm like, great, awesome. So I got one more year left. Thanks. This is awesome. Yeah, so I would live it up this year because after, <laughs> after 40, there's no going back. Terrific. It's right. awesome to hear. My question for you two um, essentially kind of falls in line with the narrative all week. Uh First and foremost, I really can't get myself, my head, not wrapped around. I mean, I'm completely wrapped around the prospect of playing these young players and not playing the veteran players when they are available to play. I, I really believe there's something to that. I believe that if this team is going to win, that's the way you got to do it. Yeah. You're, you're preaching to us. That's, that's exactly what we've been saying. Yeah, and but my only concern, and again, I am – Play the young guys. I get all that. They didn't only score 18 points last week. So while I do get that I want to play the young guys, I agree with it. Like, Carson also needs to play better, and they do need to put more points up. They need to have better guys, obviously, but that's, right. a, that's a whole separate discussion. Well, I mean, I, I and then also as far as the trading deadline, uh, gentlemen, any moves you think of uh, Zach Ertz in nature? It's a great question. Elliot, thanks for the call, Matt. Elliot, what do you think? Is there And, and maybe not Ertz, but do you – 
And look, this is dependent upon what we see. Like, if they lose four in a row now or something, or lose like five out of six before the deadline or whatever it is, that changes their perspective on the season and thus maybe more willing to move on from guys and whatever. But to sell guys, yeah. it's hard to, to judge where they'll be when the time comes. But what do you think, based on season going one way or the other, what kind of guys maybe could they be looking for? Well, the with? worst case scenario is they go like two and two and the you rest. Just don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, and then Howie trades like a third round pick for somebody, you know, like that. That's the worst case <laughs> Let's scenario. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I, I, don't th- I don't think they're going to trade Zach Ertz at the trade deadline. I don't either. I, I just don't. I mean, Dallas Goddard has a serious ankle injury. I still think there's a chance Zach Ertz is back in 2021. I don't think he's back if he doesn't get a new deal, but I don't think the prospects of a deal getting done are completely gone. So I would not trade Zach Ertz. Look, if you get a first-round pick offer, wow. even I would sit here and say you got to consider it. I don't think but, there's anyone offering a first for Ertz right now. But I would not trade Zach contract. Ertz. I don't think they're going to trade Fletcher Cox. I mean, Deshaun Jackson to someone, if he's healthy the next after Sunday, obviously, but if he can stay healthy and this team is, you know, two and six or whatever, two, six and one, I guess, um, maybe a team offers you something for Deshaun because he could help a, he could help a win-now team. But I just don't know if they have a lot in terms of attractive pieces for other rosters, and I don't think they're in a position to trade draft picks to improve this roster right now. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. We need those draft picks. All right, let's squeeze one more call in here. Let's talk to my good buddy Warren in Gwinnett Valley. Hey, Warren. I am here. What up, man? Um, I like that what up. Um, I I think you two are terrific together. Uh, I wanted to say – I was more concerned with um, Carson Wentz and um, his position uh, versus um, Zach Ertz in his future because I think this is a very winnable game for Carson, and I think he needs to show leadership, and he needs to show that he can be the Carson of 2017 where he's getting the ball you know, in the receiver's hands. He's not turning the ball over. He's throwing the ball out of bounds or not taking the sacks and not taking the hit because he can least afford um, to take any injury or, or a beating at this point in the season where he needs longevity and um, he needs to prove his staying power and give Philadelphia fans the assurance that, that he is the leader and he is the future mm-hmm. of this team. Yeah, yeah, I thought that Sunday night was the first kind of step in, in doing that after a really rough uh, first three games. That I, When Carson plays well and plays with the attitude he did last night, it, they're a better team. So I don't know if I would agree with you that it's an extremely winnable game. I, I do think this is a very tough matchup. But if Carson plays like he did in 2017, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And when, it, when you have a quarterback playing at a high level, any game is winnable. When you go into a game with your quarterback – playing at the level something Carson is capable of, yeah, they have a shot. I just don't know if you're going to get that Carson tomorrow. And until your other point, he's got to get rid of it quickly. He's got to play mistake-free football. And it's going to be tough against a really good Steelers pass rush. There was something interesting that happened on the Thursday night game by a quarterback that we won't use his name. But um, mm-hmm. the, the up-tempo idea of uh, keeping the offense moving and the defense on its heels I think is a really good theme to carry into tomorrow's game. Yeah. And I uh, agree, Warren. It's something, and, and thanks for the call we're up against it, but that is something that, that has worked pretty and much every time they've done it. And it's something talked about, too. Yeah. He, he said getting Carson in a hurry-up offense, it, it calms him down to a certain degree. He thinks less, which you don't want to hear about your fifth-year quarterback, but I, getting them in a hurry-up offense, ha, they've proven to be good at it. All right, Elliot, get, get ready for this. On our preview podcast, I picked the Steelers to win 2017, but I was feeling more yeah, of it by the day. a little earlier in the week. Eagles are winning tomorrow. Oh man, here I'm we go. there. Twenty to You're seventeen. Okay. Eagles flip it around, baby. Twenty to seventeen. All right. I this can't... show convinced me. I'm 
finally over the hump. I'm just not getting good vibes out of Pittsburgh. The Eagles steal one tomorrow. All right. I can't get there. I think the Steelers are a better <laughs> team. Uh, I think the Pastures is a problem. I think the rain could be a potential problem for the Eagles. It helps in some ways, but taking care of the ball is tough. I just don't think the Eagles can score enough points. I think the Steelers win this one 27-7. Uh, 27-17. Uh, let's hope I'm right and you're wrong. Coming up next, the legend, the one, the only, Rob Ellis. Keep it here. Shout out to Kevin Keenan. Outstanding job buying the glass. For Elliot, I'm James. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.